Ken Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back. What am I saying? Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pei Chen. I'm here every Sunday evening from 8 until 9 p.m. And uh, it is surprising that it is spring because it's freezing outside. It's um, it's really quite cold. But what I do like is when I walk here, uh, I get here a little bit early to do some prep work. I like that it's daylight. I like that there's still some sun. It kind of makes me happy. It makes keeps me awake. Um, the cold <laughs> definitely keeps me awake. Um, so we can complain about, you know, this first weekend of spring not feeling very warm. But let's have some sympathy for our East Coast neighbors because they've definitely been slammed with snow this past week. Uh, my parents are in Halifax, Nova Scotia, where they've received just in the past few days, I believe it's just over 100 centimeters of snow in one week. So if you convert that to feet, that's actually over three feet of snow. Um, So my mother's new thing is to send me photos of snow. So she emails me photos and it's just, it's called snow because she knows now how to type in the subject line. And I'll open up the photos and um, they're just of snow. Like (laughs) there's some, if you, if you go online on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you can even Google it. You can find these beautiful photos of the harbor or of, um, or just some that are quite amazing of people's yards and digging out these giant tunnels and snowbanks. When my mother sends a photo of snow, she takes it from like her living room and she takes it almost just of the ground. So for her, it's like, wow, look at all of the snow. For me, she's emailing me a photo that's completely white with nothing to compare it to. So it's not like she's shooting it uh, of the snowbank against the house. And I can say, wow, it's all the way up to the window or it's up to the doorknob or maybe it's like up to the, the windshield wipers of the car. She just sends me random photos just of snow with nothing else in it. So in my mind, I know that she's received about three feet of snow. Um, These photos, it's like she's just taking a a picture of like a piece of white paper and and sending it to me. But, you know, she's getting the hang of technology now. That's a big deal. Uh, Travelers who are flying back to Halifax after March break or from being on holiday were actually offered shovels at the airport to dig their cars out of the parking lot. So people who left for March break and parked their cars in the in the lots there obviously um, had their cars there while all that snow was accumulating. So they had to dig their snow out. So they were offered, um, offered shovels to go and, and do it themselves while they're wearing like shorts and flip-flops they just came back from Florida. Anyway, that's East Coast service for you. Uh, coming up later on the show, is reaching out to strangers on social media a good way to make your kids feel special? Now, I bring this up because of the story of Odin, the 13-year-old Peterborough boy who uh, invited people to his birthday party and no one RSVP'd. And then this, of course, uh, sort of blew up online Friday evening when it uh, went viral on social media. And it turned out that tons, like hundreds or thousands of strangers actually showed up 
to wish him a happy birthday. And uh, it sort of, the story traveled all over the world and everyone was wishing Odin a happy birthday. So not everyone agreed with me when I said, um, I posted online that I thought this was a really sweet story and that it was a great way to make a young boy feel special. And a couple of moms disagreed with me. So I'm going to get into that at 8.30, uh, 8.30 tonight. And I'd love to know what you think. You can always text in during the show as well, 7-10-10. You can call in as well, 416-872-1010 or start 8255 on your cell phone. And uh, later in the show, have you ever woken up and thought, oh, God, I'd do anything for someone to bring me a coffee? Well, your wish might come true. I'll tell you a bit more about that as well. And uh, if you've ever wanted travel secrets and to know the deals that are found by frequent flyers and people who are really in the know, then you want to listen to my first guest. Miriam Siddiqui is a writer and editor uh, of La Carte Magazine, which is a new online publication. It's lacartemag.com. And um, I'm trying to put your microphone on there, but I think I did it wrong. Did I get it there? Thanks, Elliot. There <laughs> So, uh, Miriam, so lacartemag.com, it says travel smarter, travel better. And you just started this up recently. Yeah, about, first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, earlier this year, about mid-February, I, along with a team of, of amazing contributors, um, launched the magazine. And it's really targeted to seasoned travelers, so people mm -hmm. who have already sort of seen the Eiffel Tower, seen the Statue of Liberty, and want to either go a bit further afield or want to get a little bit deeper into those locations that they've already been to. Now, you actually have quite um, a background in, in travel because you've been writing for so long. Yeah. So I was a journalist for many years, 10 <laughs> years at the National Post. So I was actually an editor for pretty much every section other than travel. Mm -hmm. But um, they were the travel editor was always looking for people to just... Um, take trips uh, and write stories for her. And I think, honestly, I, I was trying to remember how I first got into it on my way here. My first trip was to Japan, and I'd never been before. Oh, wow. That's a big trip. Yeah. I thought, you know, why not start big? <laughs> um, but I honestly, I think it's because I had a holiday, and I didn't know how to spend it. So she yeah. was like, here you go. Go to Japan. So I, we went to, like, Tokyo. I went to Kyoto. I got dressed up like a geisha at their version of Universal Studios. Yeah. And so I was just like, what is this world, you know? Um, I had always traveled personally, but, you know, to me. For work, it was a bit different. Exactly, exactly. And so I just, I loved it. I thought it was a great way to see things that just as an individual traveler, I would never get to see. And I did it more and more. Um, 2013, I left the post and decided to give myself a sabbatical, traveled the world for seven months. That's a long time. Yeah. I was tired when I got <laughs> home. <laughs> but uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Now, how many places did you visit in those seven months? So uh, 21 different countries. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, you know... If I, I don't know if I were to change anything, it would maybe just to slow it down a bit. Because mm -hmm. I did, you know, it travel is a lot of work. I had a new found respect for travel agents you know, oh, yeah? on that journey. Because it's just like I was booking tickets, one-way tickets as I went. So it was yes. like internet research, finding hotels. Then sort I of, find it very stressful. Yeah, it can be for sure. And especially the internet there is so much information there's so much there and some of and not all of it you can trust y and yeah. sometimes there are deals that seem too good to be true and then you don't read the fine print so then you can't get out of it and i know of people who have hor these horror stories of booking for example a hotel on a, some sort of discount website showing up and then realizing oh there's no room under my name but i'm here and they have my money now what am i going to do so um coming up 
back from the break, I know that you've got some great insight and tips yep. to share because of all the travel that you've done. Um, I want to hear about how you find your great deals and any sort of advice that you have. Also, we'll talk about, uh, I guess, European like European destinations that we can go to, uh, maybe that don't break the bank because yep. Europe, in my mind, is quite expensive. And I think that's because our dollar isn't doing so well right now. And uh, But maybe there's like the underrated cities that we should be going to and exploring because people tend to go to the ones that um, I think are the most popular, the ones everyone knows, you know, so Barcelona, Paris, that sort of thing. But there's so many other places to explore. So looking forward to your insight. So Miriam's going to stick around after the break if you want to uh, keep listening and she'll share some of her best travel tips and where you can find deals and uh, a lot more coming up on the show. You're listening to the Paychen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my guest right now is uh, Miriam Siddiqui. She is a writer and editor and uh, who's worked, we were just saying before the break, over 10 years at the National Post. Yeah. But you still contribute to a lot of the major publications. And now you've launched your own uh, travel website. Yeah, exactly. So it's, um, it's a website. And in the fall, we're actually going to be... Um, launching quarterly magazines like oh, a digital wow. magazine so congratulations the first theme, thank you the first theme is uh, all about food so obviously <gasps> very fun to research well if you need any help with that miriam i know someone who really yeah. enjoys eating you might have some insider info i suspect i might uh so it's called la carte magazine the website is lacartemag.com and uh, the reason i wanted to chat with you is because i've been doing a little bit more traveling myself in the past few years. Not that I freelance. So some t- it's like you pick up random jobs here and there. And sometimes mm-hmm. the, the job allows you the opportunity to go somewhere else and then come back and write a story or present a story of some sort. And because of that, I started reaching out to my friends who traveled a lot, to so the travel writers. I'm like, is this normal? Do I need to pack this? How do I find out about right. visas? Like just all those little things. Yeah. And uh, is this a good way to go? Or even when I'm booking personal trips, I would I would ask, like, is this the best place to find a deal? Yeah. Um, so for you, when you're when you're traveling, where do you go for like good deals and good service? So my absolute favorite, and I don't remember how I found it, but I even if I have no desire to travel, I still I subscribe to their Twitter searches, I subscribe to the newsletter. It's called Airfare Watchdog. Airfare Watchdog. Watchdog. And okay. the website is airfarewatchdog.com. Mm-hmm. They're on Twitter. They have newsletters by the day, like biweekly. Um, and it's amazing. It's this team. They're based out of the States. So a lot of the deals are, are U.S. focused. But okay. you can – the reason why I love it is you can enter in your your airport. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'll, I'll um, search Pearson. Right. Or you can enter in where you want to go. So let's say you're just looking for deals from Rome to Rome. But maybe you live in Hamilton, so you can fly from Buffalo or you can fly from Toronto. Or um, you just search, um, you're just like search by, you know, like send me anywhere basically and just like see what the deals are. Yeah. Um, but what they also do is like this team of like people who just search the internet all day. So let them do it for you is what I say. <laughs> um, like over Christmas, I couldn't believe it. On Christmas, they found this glitch in um, like the Emirates booking system or something. Mm-hmm. But it was flights from New York to Johannesburg for $500 return. 
Really? Yeah. And then wow. like you can always find a deal from Toronto to New York or you can take the train or take the bus and yeah. then you can fly across the world for $500. It's crazy. So, okay. What's the website again? Airfare Watchdog. Airfare Watchdog. So I'm they're, writing that down. Yeah. And you know what? I'll um, I'll put up on Lacarte's Twitter and Facebook after oh, great. this stuff as well. Um, but they're awesome. And then also for flights, because I think, you know, if you want to travel abroad from Canada, it's the flight that's really yeah. the most expensive thing. So there's a website called Skyscanner. Mm-hmm. Momondo is another website. What is that one? Mo- yeah, it, it's a mouthful. M-O-M-O-N-D-O. Okay. Momondo. Um, and even like Google Flights. And here you like literally you can choose a range of dates, choose mm-hmm. your destination, you know, your starting point, your destination, and they'll they're in flight aggregators okay. so they just scan the web for you and then they together. send you is that what happens they, do they it's send sort you of prices? like um it's kind of like you're like watching like the prices right or something and all these like prices are <laughs> rolling in and you get to watch and you know like you're like lower like lower the way people watch the stock market it's yeah. like it's going up it's going down it's going yeah. down by now exactly. by now <laughs> or you're like do you want you know let's say you're an aeroplan member and mm-hmm. so you only want to fly star alliance flights you can choose that Oh, wow. You can be really specific. Yeah. And so and they, these guys are also getting into the hotel game. So mm-hmm. that's another way to find hotel deals. OK, and great. Co- yeah. Um. So and you're going to put this up on lacartmag.com afterwards if people want to go there in front yeah. of the websites that you're talking about. Because you're right. I think I, I think uh, oftentimes it's the flight that will convince you that you should travel or shouldn't travel. Exactly. So when someone says, hey, I found this great all inclusive trip for $500 yeah. to Jamaica. You're like, I'm going to go. I'll figure it out somehow. Exactly. Um, or, you know, I have these desires of going to like Ireland. So if you told me there was a great deal, I'd be on a plane. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about European destinations because that is it's a lot of places that you can go and visit, but um, kind of expensive. Also, our dollars and doing very well. Exactly. So once you get to Europe, you're starting to double yeah. everything. Um, where, like in your mind, what uh, places should we consider visiting? Sure. So, well, it's funny, like the US dollar and the euro are almost on par. So if you're going to spend money, why not go to Europe? Yeah. But you, you need to go a bit further afield to really get a bang for your bucks. So um, Eastern Europe, Eastern and Central Europe are where things are really, um, you can still really find deals. So like Budapest, um, in Hungary, Bucharest in Romania, mm-hmm. um, Sofia, Bulgaria, Sarajevo in Bosnia. Oh, okay. And even, um, you know, like Croatia has in- in- increasingly popular, but there's still deals to be found. Um, so if, if you can get like get a deal to Rome or Milan or, or Munich or something. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, when you get to Europe, there's so many more options to get around. So you can hop on the train. The train network there is amazing right. and affordable or get a little, you know, an easy jet flight or something like that. Yeah, because I find that um, depending on where you are, sometimes you're in a city that isn't as tourist heavy. So it's not so expensive mm-hmm. to stay there and to and to eat. Um, but then you get to the really popular destinations and suddenly it's, you know, hundreds of dollars a night or something. And you're and you're trying to find those great deals. Exactly. Um now, I like the idea, too, of also spending our money in our own country. And some people are kind of like, eh, ho-hum about traveling in Canada. It can also be really expensive to fly in the country. I mean, I was whining over the holidays yeah. that it cost me $1,000 to get to Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but that's the holiday. So, you know, assuming that you travel when it's not high season, uh, where do you suggest people consider visiting within Canada? Sure. So this is the other thing. Like, you know, if our dollar is not going that far... 
why not spend it, make the most of it at home, right? So very close to home. Um, I love Prince Edward County. Oh, yeah. I've only been a couple times, but it just keeps getting cooler and cooler, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so, for instance, the Drake just opened up its Devonshire Inn. Um, tons of wineries. There's Sandbanks Provincial Park. And just today, mm-hmm. actually, someone messaged me and said that they have an alpaca, alpaca farm. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's really not that far. I've only been out to Prince Edward County once, and it's, um, I think, maybe two to three hours drive. Two-hour drive. Very easy on the 401. And it's kind of quaint. It's very cute. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Other places, uh, in Newfoundland, there's lots of, like, direct flights that are um, popping up there. I've always wanted to visit Newfoundland. Like, just as a maritimer, having never visited the rock, I feel like it's my duty. (laughs) Um, And then another place I love, uh, in Alberta, you've got, like, Banff and Jasper and Mm -hmm. those stunningly gorgeous Rockies, but then drive a few hours east and you end up in like this like barren land called Dinosaur Provincial Park. Oh, okay. Have you, have you ever been? No, I've never been to Alberta. Oh, okay. So there you go. So it's, I, I mean, I'm like a nine-year-old boy. I love dinosaurs. So, <laughs> But it blew my mind. It's really? just, it's this landscape that I had no idea existed in this country. Um, but I feel like that's so great for families too, because exactly. you sometimes struggle for, or to save up enough for a family vacation, which then all of a sudden you're quadrupling you know the cost um so if you can find a way to go just you know hop over to alberta or or somewhere else um you know that's a great way to sort of entertain the kids as well Uh, i want to talk a little bit about new direct routes from toronto that you know about because uh i just did that trip to namibia the other week and it was three different flights so it was a lot um you know it was a great opportunity to be there but sometimes when you're short on vacation days you do want the quickest travel route right and you know let's face it life is easier when you just need to get on one plane yeah and get (laughs) off and you're there so um some cool uh direct routes um that i'm excited about there's starting in june toronto to austin texas Mm -hmm which is just like one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. I've never been. It's a great food city, so I you'll love go. it. And it's very like nature focused. So they have a, um, uh, they call it Ladybird Lady Bird Lake, I think. Mm-hmm. Runs to the middle of the city. Lots of cycling, walking, and it, there's a funky vibe, design vibe. And so that's a really cool place to be. And it's like three hour flight, easy flight. Um, Gander, mm-hmm. WestJet is, uh, has a f- direct flight now to Gander. Oh, great. So that gets you to like sort of northeast, um, Newfoundland and mm-hmm. you know Fogo Island there's lots happening there which I've heard is beautiful stunning yeah and um you're close to parks and stuff uh Zagreb and Budapest there's mm-hmm. a new airline called Sky Greek Alliance that's launching this summer so there you go there's a direct flight to these cheap eastern european destinations oh that's good yeah um and um Rio Air Canada's soon flying direct to Rio, which is going to be hosting the Olympics next year and oh that's right yeah they had the world cup Last year? Yeah, last year. I'm like, <laughs> I have no a idea while how ago. this degree. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, just any place where you can get a direct flight. I think people said it be, the place becomes a, a little bit more popular because it's easier to get Yeah, to. and it's a bit more uh, attractive of a travel destination when you're, you know, when you only get three or four weeks of vacation a year and exactly. you're trying to figure out uh, the, the least amount of time that you have to spend getting somewhere. Yeah. So um, those are great options. So we're just running out of time, but I want to uh, mention again, so lacartemag.com. And uh, just very quickly, what's your favorite place to visit? Do you have one? Um. Oh, gosh. I love South Africa, and mm-hmm. I love Turkey, Istanbul. Really? Amazing. 
Yeah. yeah. What what stood out? It's for just you? so rich, so rich in culture, history. The food is really, really good, and it's you know almost otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what place surprised you in terms of a destination? Um, you know, uh, Singapore. I went to spend a few days in Singapore, and I kind of I was there because it's a hub city. You have to mm-hmm. fly through it to get to several places, but it just has a great vibe. Obviously, it's you know 100% urban pretty yeah. much, but uh, lots to do. Great vibe, friendly, safe. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. well, thanks so much. I hope you'll come back. Thank you. Give us more travel tips. So, lacartmeg.com. Um, after the break, I want to know what you think. You can call in 416 872 1010, star 8255 on your cell phone, or text at 71010. Is it a good idea for parents to use social media to ask strangers to make their kids feel better, to make them feel special, give them that birthday shout out? I, of course, am using the situation, the. Um, Uh, of Odin, who had his birthday on Friday and how his mom put out on social media that no one was showing up for his birthday. And then suddenly all of these strangers sent him these beautiful greetings. They showed up with gifts and well wishes. And uh, I thought it was a great thing, but not everyone agreed with me. So send me a text at 71010. Let me know what you think. I want to talk about it more after the break. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, welcome back to the show. I know some of you are asking and curious about the uh, websites that Miriam had shared in terms of finding travel deals. And uh, the first one she mentioned was called airfarewatchdog.com. She mentioned a few others, um, and she will put them up on um, on her website and also on their Twitter account. And I'll give you that website once again. It's lacartemag.com. So L-A-C-A-R-T-E-M-A-G, mag.com. So um, just give her a little bit of time to get home and, and put those up. But she'll have those up there so that you can also find great travel deals. What I love about that is when people find a good deal, they like post it on Facebook or they post it on Twitter. And then maybe you're lucky enough to jump on and, uh, and get uh, – a great price to go somewhere. And then you can just tell me about it and make me jealous. Um, now, by now, you've you've probably heard of Odin. Uh, and if you don't tune into the news on weekends, and I'll just fill you in a little bit. Um, Odin is a 13-year-old boy with Asperger's from Peterborough who is having a birthday party. His birthday was on Friday. Now, uh, o- Odin has trouble making friends. He's often bullied. And no one RSVP'd for his birthday party. So his mother, Melissa, uh, you know, she was fa- sad, of course, and she was frustrated because this is her her kid and, and no one's coming to celebrate his birthday. So she had posted on a um, local Facebook page asking if people might send her son a birthday message just to make him feel like people are thinking about him and, and uh, you know, pick up his spirits a little bit. She also s- kind of left an open invitation for people to join them at a bowling alley that night. And she kind of said, you know, it feels a little bit lame right now because it's just Odin and his mom at his birthday party. But if anyone wants to drop by, please feel free to do so. And then a um, local sort of Peter Bro um, social media account on Twitter picked this up. They tweeted it out. And then it just really spread very quickly because it didn't take a lot for people to, for example, tweet him a birthday message. It takes very little time out of your day um, and or send him a text message. So, you know, he apparently he received thousands of texts from around the world wishing him 
a happy birthday. And then it just, it quickly spread with enough time that people were able to buy gifts, show up with balloons um, and join him and have a really fantastic birthday that uh, kind of made it for a, made for a good feel good story around the world. Now, this is where I got into a little bit of hot water. Uh, I posted on Facebook asking parents, now if you knew that a kid in your child's class might not, you know, have many friends and likely wouldn't have a very good turnout for their birthday party. Would you make your child go? Even if your child was like, I, I don't, I'm not friends with him. I don't want to go. Would you in some way try to get your child to go to this party? So you can call in or text 416-872-1010 or star 8255 on your cell phone. Uh, text in 71010. Let me know your thoughts. Is it a good idea to reach out on social media and ask strangers to show up at your child's birthday party or to send messages to make them feel better? Should you? Is that something that you should do when you know that your child struggles and doesn't have a lot of friends? I thought, actually, that everyone thought this was a great idea, but not everyone does. Um, for every success story like Odin that we had, there's probably hundreds or thousands of kids who end up feeling terrible because no one bothered to show up at their big event or at their birthday party. So uh, there was actually a similar story out in Florida of a six-year-old boy um, who suffers from mild epilepsy and autism. And he, his mom invited his entire class to his birthday party, six years old. And not one person showed up on the day of the party. She also took to Facebook, which I think a lot of people would, and just vented her frustration, saying that it broke her heart that no one showed up for her son's birthday party. And then people started writing in and saying, well, can we show up? Can we come to your house? Um, and people brought cake. They brought gifts. The local sheriff's department arranged for a helicopter to fly over their house and have someone wave to him. Fire department came by, really made him feel very special. And um, I guess I was of the mind that this is fantastic. So text in if, if you agree or disagree. 71010. Um, someone actually... Texted and said, I agree, sweet story, but wrong message for a child, especially a child with behavior or life issues. The key will now really be about how this child's mother will help him deal with real life disappointments. And that's what someone else mentioned to me on uh, Facebook was that they're very protective of, of their child. They feel that the mom set him up for failure by having him go out and invite all of these kids, knowing that he doesn't have a lot of friends any struggles to make friends. Um, I've got Leanne on the line right now. Leanne from Toronto. Hi, Leanne. Hey, how are you? I, I'm doing well. I I think my opinion is in the majority, but I understand you might not totally agree. <laughs> well, okay, here's what I think. As a mother, I mean, I have a young child under five years old. It's all about the intention. My mm -hmm. child is my pride and joy, and obviously no parent ever wants to see their child hurt or feeling sad, but it's what the intention was. Now, do I believe the mother was doing something positive for her child? I don't know because I don't know her. But what bothers me about this story is, first of all, it's the intention that the people came in with. Was their intention pure when they tweeted or came to show up and take selfies with him? If they were doing it because it felt 
it was something that they wanted to do out of a pure heart, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. But if it was something that they were doing, as I feel most of the, you know, celebrity tweets were about, is just jumping onto a hashtag and using this young boy to get additional publicity for themselves by aligning with a, a cause or a popular hashtag, then that's just purely wrong. Because think of this kid in a few years. If he looks back at this and mm -hmm. says, oh, all these people tweeted me, but they only tweeted me to jump on the hashtag, how is that going to make him feel? It's going to destroy his confidence and his self-esteem. Something similar happened to me when I was 16, the same story. I invited a bunch of people to my Sweet 16 party, and nobody showed up. Really? Not, not one person? Not one person, except my aunt and uncle. But even my oh. cousin didn't show up because she was studying. As a girl, to have a Sweet 16? Mm -hmm. Come on. But you know what? My parents didn't freak out. They turned around and they said to me, life happens. This is what it's all about. Get over it. And I know that... I obviously don't have autism or Asperger's, but at the same time, I had to learn that this is how society is, that people aren't always going to coddle you and give you what you want. I mean, and from this story, I'm sitting here thinking, well, when this kid turns 25 and say he gets himself a job mm -hmm. or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever it is, if something happens, is mommy going to go and post on Facebook and go, boo-hoo, my son got fired from the job, and is everybody supposed to turn around and go, oh, we feel bad, and the raptor offer him a job well do I you just, yeah, okay go finish what you're saying i just for me it's all about the confidence and mm -hmm. encouraging the confidence in these children and saying okay you have asperger's that's fine but you know what you're a smart person you're a good person and you have value in this society so maybe people didn't want to show up but move on find something else and i was bullied too but i've become well i like to think that i'm somewhat successful and i got over it and i used that so do you, you don't agree myself. with the, with what the mother did you don't think they she should have turned to social media to to vent her frustration and ask people to join the party well here's what my issue is i just need to understand or i i and i mean i don't think any of us will whether her intention was to solicit pity for the child or to actually say, you know what, he's a good kid, let's encourage him. Because if he was being used as uh, a staple for pity or even a publicity poll to let people leverage themselves by hashtagging his name on their social media to get the attention, like some of the Raptors or mm -hmm. some but, of the But, okay, Liam, what I will say is that, because we'll never truly know the no. intention, right? Right. So, but, like, if we just focus on... Does it matter? Like, if it was pity or if it was just to make him feel good, in the end, it's about him. He felt good. Like, he was happy. Like, it was about right. making this boy's 13th birthday uh, not this crappy bowling party with just his mom. In the end, he's, he was kind of a star for a day. And he gets to at least keep those, the kind of that feeling and those memories with him, sure. you know, and so I think like whatever the intentions were of the celebrities or the Raptors or the sports teams and, and they probably did it because they are like, hey, this is yeah, it's a nice thing to do. It's going to take me five seconds to send him a mm -hmm. birthday greeting. And ultimately it made him feel good. And it, as you know, he doesn't have to know if some people maybe did it out of pity. But what happens five years, three years from now, for example? It doesn't matter to me. 
Okay. If he calls Elijah Wood now and says, hey, Elijah, you tweeted me for my birthday, will right. Elijah Wood respond or will his publicist say, we don't know you, and snub him? Um, that's the thing. It's all about how this boy feels. When he goes back to school, are the kids going to go, oh, we're sorry, Odin, that we didn't show up at your party? Or are they going to say, geez, your mom had to call out all her friends to get attention for you? That's where my concern is, right. is that now he's going to be further bullied because of mom stepping in. Did mom intentionally step in to create drama, or did mom do it because she felt that way for her son? I post on Facebook about not a lot about my kid, but I I understand how a mother would feel Mm -hmm. if that happened to her child, but at the same time, I think that people really have to think how they engage on social, because this turned out to go, this turned out very well for her with the positive hashtags. and I think that's kind of like where we're, where we'll have to leave it because that's as far as we know is that he felt really good about it and he still feels really good today. Uh, you know, we'll have to let time tell if there's any sure. sort of negative ramifications. But Leanne, I'm out of time, but thank you so much for your call. Really appreciate it. Anything and... that builds confidence <laughs> among our kids, I'm happy about. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, Bye-bye. Bye. You know what? I've got Peter on the line as well, and I'm going to take his call. Hang on, Peter. We'll take your call after the break. This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for tuning in. PayChen.com is the website at PayChen on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to, um, I don't know, if you're kind of curious about things that I tweet and take photos of. Uh, Just before the break, I was uh, talking about Odin, the 13-year-old boy from Peterborough, who ended up having a really fantastic birthday on Friday when his mom reached out on social media, asked people if they could possibly send him a birthday greeting or show up at the bowling alley where they were because he invited uh, several kids to his party and no one RSVP'd. So she was... Uh, hoping that people would show up just to show him that uh, some cared and and perhaps wish him a happy birthday. Uh, Leanne was on the line with me. She disagreed with the, um, I guess, the possible intention behind it, thought that it might affect Odin later in life, down the road. Peter's on the line from Toronto. Peter, uh, you disagree with uh, what Leanne had to say? Yes? Oh, hi, Peter. Oh, hi. Yeah, I disagree. I mean, what a fine message to send to this kid that it's perfectly all right to crush his soul when he's only 13 and is developmentally challenged. I mean, my son is autistic, mm-hmm. so I know that he that autistic kids take things very, very personally. He wouldn't understand why his people he invited didn't show up. And frankly, it also sends a message to all the other kids that they can just treat him like dirt and no one's going to care. Right. And this tends to the exact opposite message, that it's not all right to treat people who are disadvantaged like dirt and that uh, maybe you should show a little caring and not behave like a character from a Dickens novel. Right. Seriously. Good point. Yeah. So, so I mean, you, would you have done the same for your child? Uh, maybe just like, you know, yeah, say to people, hey, could you, if, you're, if you've got time, would you maybe just come by and say hello? Exactly. Okay. Now, now mind you, we, didn't have, we haven't had to do that, but at the same time, it, you know, it, it just sends, it, when a kid is 13, yeah, okay, this is not the right age to teach that lesson that, Sometimes things don't always go your way. But you know what? If it was an ordinary kid, maybe not so much because mm-hmm. a third. Oh, did we just lose Peter? Elliot? Okay, that's well, thanks for the call, Peter. We've got Heather on the line. Just Heather, uh, just a quick second. Tell me your thoughts on this. Oh, hi. How oh, are hi. You? Hi, Heather. I just think you're great. And I won that Thai box from you 
last month. Oh, you did? Oh, congratulations. Well, thanks to you. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. Great, good. And I'm I had a little that. red uh, Chinese good luck New Year donkey <laughs> in it, and I've had better luck than I've had in a long, long time. So that was the Thai kitchen gift basket that you That's, won. That's yes, great. It was. Uh, so just uh, very quickly, just I guess, what are your thoughts about this? Should parents should be reaching out on social media to say, "Hey, help my help my kid out"? <laughs> well, I'm I'm go- I, I'm going to comment on this particular situation. Mm-hmm. What this woman did with her 13-year-old, and there was nothing wrong with what she did. And I think it was wonderful that people showed up just to be there, not for gifts, but to be there. Yeah, My definitely. son's 19, mm-hmm. and when my son was 13 in grade 8, he didn't have one friend, not because he had a disability, but mm-hmm. because he had been in eight different elementary schools and nobody knew him and didn't want to hang around with him. Well, you know what? I, I think it happens a lot more than than we realize that, that kids does. go through phases where they are left out it or they does. don't have friends or they have to they move and yeah. they have to make new friends. And so. Just make them happy. Yeah. Like, my God. Yeah, you know what? I That's my opinion, too. I think, uh, you know what? She, I'm sure she didn't expect that to be the response, but it ended up being a really great response. Yeah, Heather, thank you so great. much. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. So, you know, I've got a couple of uh, texts in as well. Uh, someone, well, this might be a good point. I don't think any celebrities would bother showing up if the, sh- if the child didn't have some sort of ailment. Oh, it's an interesting perspective. Um, also, I wanted to, you know, sometimes I mix up the order of my notes. Um, <laughs> I wanted to tell you about the possible, the coffee delivery. Now, if you've ever had a day where you woke up in the morning, you thought, you know, I really wish... I could get coffee delivered to me. Or I think this really applies when you're at work. Because when you're at work, there are times when you can't leave your desk. There are times when you can't get up and run out and and get a decent cup of coffee. Um, Because Starbucks is testing coffee delivery in the U.S. So they're testing out in New York and Seattle. So I'm curious to know, would you pay extra to be able to get coffee delivered to you at home or at work? Um, So what they're doing is they're testing the two cities that happen to have a lot of Starbucks stores. And uh, their first testing ground will be the Empire State Building in New York City. All 102 stories of that building. So basically, it's just like when you order pizza or you order takeout delivery, there will be a service fee. For now, they haven't said what it is, but customers will be charged a flat fee to have their you know, triple grande, skinny, non-fat, two pumps of caramel, hold the whip, latte delivered. Uh, So no word on how much it will be, but let's assume that it's going to cost you an extra one or two dollars per coffee to have it delivered. Now, keep in mind that the average cost of of a coffee order from Starbucks right now is just under five dollars. So would you use this? I'd like to know. You can text in at 71010 because it's one of those things that people say a lot of time, often. They'll say, ah, I just, uh, just wish I could get a coffee delivered. But would you pay for it? Because it's a service you will have to pay for. Um, and I'm also curious as to what other things you wish could be delivered. For me, fresh pancakes and cheese. Uh, I also wanted to quickly mention if uh, anyone listening out there is a cook at a restaurant, or I think this is really fan- fantastic, if you know a teen who loves to cook, who maybe aspires to be a chef, or who just really loves to be in the kitchen, um, Chopped Canada, 
the show on the Food Network, is casting for their current season. They're also doing a couple of episodes with teens. So they are looking for a couple of teens who have some aspirations of of cooking or who are just good in the kitchen, who are interested in food and who might have a little bit of a competitive spirit. So they're actually looking for teens um, to be in a couple of episodes. So what will happen is 16 teen teenagers will make it onto these few episodes and the winner will win $20,000. So that's pretty great if you've got a kid at home who likes to cook and, you know, maybe in a couple of years needs to go to college or university, $20,000 could definitely help out. Um, ChoppedCanadaCasting.ca is the website. The deadline is coming up at the end of this month. So think about it and maybe help your teen get um, their application in. Again, it's Chopped Canada Casting. .ca. If you forget, you can just Google it. I'm just saying that because I'm not going to be here for uh, a week and I'm only here for another three minutes. Uh, also, I'm, I'm curious what you think. Vinny White is on uh, after this break. I'm not sure if he's popping in right now or not. He got, he just, now he's breezing in here. Hello, Vinny. Hi. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, hi. Hi. So stressed out, man. Why are you so stressed out? Because I'm supposed to be here like three and a half hours ago and I was came from Windsor today. And Porter just cancelled my flight, so I've just driven here. How did you get a car? You rented one yeah, last minute? Yeah, re- rented it Whoa. one way. That cost 250 bucks. Oh. This is the most expensive radio show, and it's going to be a bit <laughs> crap because I haven't planned anything. Uh, did do you? They cancelled your flight? Well, maybe yeah. they'll reimburse you for this. Oh, they certainly will. <laughs> do you know what the reason was? What? Weather. Do you know what the weather was like in Windsor today? Is it just cold? Sunny and calm. You're kidding. Minus two. Minus Something two, is, there, is that what it is? Yeah. I think, I don't know, I don't want to I don't want to say they're liars, but it sounds a bit weird Something, to me. Sometimes, uh, but maybe it was a mechanical <laughs> issue. Maybe it was something you, you know. Well, no, it wasn't because they cancelled all of their flights out of winter today. That was three oh. of them. So unless they had three mechanical issues, <laughs> something weird happened anyway. Things happen in threes. If you work for Porter, do call in during my show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 255 on your cell phone. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I'll get your opinion on this. Go on. When you die... Oh. How do you want, what do you want to have happen to your remains? Oh, I'll use them for what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, okay. I found the story on Vice, which is that uh, there is a new startup company out west based in Seattle uh, where they are looking at letting people compost their remains. Right now, according to the story, there are basically just three legal ways to dispose of your body. You can be cremated, you can be buried, or you can donate your body to science, which will eventually be cremated. But there is a new company, it's a non-profit company that wants to add human composting to the possibilities because, first of all, land is expensive in major cities. They're saying people aren't necessarily creating more cemeteries, Mm. so it's expensive to be buried. Some people are concerned about all the preservatives and the fact that, you know, they're being pumped full of formaldehyde. They're being buried in these metal coffins yeah. that are going into the ground and, you know, not the best thing for the environment. Right. So the idea is that uh, you would dig a shallow grave nice. and you would throw wood chips on top of your body and that a right. human body could decompose in several weeks. It's just an option, but she's got like $80,000 worth of grant funding from a New York company to mm. explore this. So this is something you might want to consider. I mean, fine. Yeah. Chop me up. Stick me where you like, really. But but then imagine you're getting like soil for your garden from somewhere and it could it could contain bits of, of dead people. Right? Well yes, but I'm I'm fairly confident that they will let I don't, it. don't be that confident. 
<laughs> well, is this 80 grand going to go nowhere in studies? I hope that it's going to go to find just, out how long it takes for a body to break down. <laughs> and in Canada, with winters like this, it should be about 3,000 years. It'll take forever. Uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. Vinny White is up next with his surprise show. Yeah, yeah, telling me. With surprise stories. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Paychan.com is the website, and you can always catch the podcast there as well at Paychan. Can on you Twitter. fill in for me for the next few weeks? Mm, I'll think about it. You really should say yes. I sh- are you going away, right? Yeah. Yep. We'll miss Vinny. Can you fill in for me? Thinking about it. Do I have to Maybe. pay you? You will have to pay me. I'm cool with that. Because the station doesn't. <laughs> have a great night, everyone. Yeah. Na 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 na.